0: This is Tech Talk for Accountant Show, where we discuss the hottest topics, tools, apps, and trends in the accounting industry. This show is sponsored by Rush Tech Support, who is offering all listeners of the show a free IT audit so you can know whether or not your business is at risk of being hacked, having a data breach, or getting fined hundreds of thousands of dollars for non-compliance. You can schedule a free check at RushTech.online
1: podcast. And we are live yet again with another episode of Tech Talk for Accountants show. Your host, Andrew Lacisse, with Rush Tech Support, specializing in IT and cybersecurity for accountants. And with us today is Kenny Harper with Growth Amplifiers. And today we're going to be discussing um, going through the value journey optimization. And we're going to talk mainly about how a co- accountants, CPAs, bookkeepers, can attract advisory clients that pay, stay, and refer. Kenny is someone that I've worked with personally for the last maybe month or two. And I can just say with a 1000% confidence that everything that comes out of this man's mouth is pure gold. And I wish I had been introduced to him maybe we'll call it seven years ago when I was, when I was first starting out because there's just so many gold nuggets in that head of his and great person to get to know. Reach out to him after the show. But Kenny, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Andrew. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and share some great actionable insights for those who are tuning in. So as far as actionable
1: insights, we all love the silver bullet. And does that exist
0: Or is that a, uh, that Ah, is a challenge, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) One of these days
0: (laughs) there's everyone's looking for the silver bullet and looking for the, the newest trend, the newest fad, a tactic, an app just to make everything easy. However, it can be easy, but it's not a silver bullet. It's about systems.
1: So if we've got systems in place, I mean, everyone understands the systems of, well, actually, maybe not everyone understands. So how about you give us some examples of what a system would look like in, say, a CPA firm onboarding or marketing or some places where you see maybe some shortcomings that you've helped others with?
0: Okay. So here's some of the challenges that are out there right now in the market, so we've got AI that's creeping up and taking some tasks that you know accountants and CPAs were doing, and maybe pulling that away. So we also have the challenge that with that commoditization, um, we need to differentiate ourselves and provide more value to those we serve. And if we don't, um, if if we're being perceived as a commodity, then it's you know competing on price, and that is not a winning battle. So, w- without a systemized approach, we're going to run into unpredictable results. So, if if you're just getting referrals, um, which is great by the way, referrals are awesome. I'm not saying anything bad about referrals, but if you're just getting referrals, you may be getting clients that are B and C clients, and maybe not your ideal A clients. Um, So there's there's a process that you'd wanna create so you can get more ideal clients that are easier to work with and uh, more profitable. Um, Without a systemized approach, we can spend a lot of time or money taking actions and not getting the ideal results. Kinda like pouring water into a leaky bucket. You can do it, but is it really going to get you what you want? So, as we're uh, stepping into the the discussion about uh, systems, those are some of the challenges that we're looking to resolve. Um, and, and last but not least, but we would do want it to be profitable after all, right? So, those are the challenges. And now, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about systems.
1: All right, so. It's obviously important to have systems in anybody that's run a business, that's seen things happen over and over again, you eventually learn, even if it's not even a documented procedure, if say you were just a solo and it's just every time I onboard a client, I do this. Every time somebody, every time I need someone's bank statement, I send this email. Like that's all of what systems are. So what are some of the systems that you've seen have like a big impact on firms that maybe were kind of shooting from the hip or I mean, and that's I feel like that's like 99% of like everything in the world, unless you have a well-oiled machine having systems in place. So what are what are some examples that you've that you've seen been beneficial?
0: All right. So whether you're Uh, maybe a a solopreneur or maybe you're a a smaller team that has a a few team members, maybe you have an internal marketing team. Maybe you have a marketing agency, regardless, what I'm about to share with you is going to be really beneficial. So if you're listening, I suggest thinking about taking some notes and writing it down. Uh, This has been transformational for those that have helped um, implement it into their business. It's a proven system. Now this is about, how to attract prospects and seamlessly and subtly guide them to become customers that pay, stay, and refer. When you have a process that is documented, just like a recipe, you can follow it consistently. Um, You can improve what you have documented. When you track and you grow what you track. So just like looking at somebody's numbers, whether you're looking at their accounts receivable, or you're looking at their forecast, you can do the same for your marketing and put it into a system where you know, at each stage, there's eight stages in the value journey, you can begin to define what is working and see if there are any bottlenecks or broken spots that are jamming up the works. And by putting a little bit of time and a little bit of attention, it can have a huge impact on the value that you provide to your customers so that they're more satisfactory and can increase customer retention. It can increase reviews and referrals. Very powerful stuff. And in just a moment, we're going to go over the eight stages of the customer value journey. All right. You've got me hooked. What's number one? (laughs) All right. So this is all based on relationships. You know, relationships are between people and far too often we get working in our business. And before you know it, we're, um, you know, just going through the motions of doing business as biz as usual. Right. And we don't always think about what is the process that's attracting and guiding people through those different stages, if you're too aggressive, right, you'll push people away. If it's about, look, at, we have a business. Here's our services. buy. It's, it's going to be too aggressive. In most cases, it's going to push people away. On the other hand, if you don't do something to move the relationship to the next step, it can go nowhere. Going nowhere fast, right? So the first stage is all about. Gaining awareness. You need to, number one, identify who is your ideal customer. I, I hear all the time people say, oh, you know, we can do business with anybody. We can do business with anybody, which may be the case. But in marketing, you really want to know who your ideal customer is. Because if you're going to be communicating to a, um, you know, Fortune 100 company, CEO, how you communicate with them and the challenges that they have and what they're interested in is going to be different than maybe a um, a business that's you know just getting started and they're they're having troubles, growing pains. So really knowing who you're targeting to, so you can start speaking to them with their what their pains are, what their challenges are, what are the things that they desire that they want, and really letting them know you know them is really the first step. And so if it's not defined, if it's not documented, then you have an opportunity to improve. So we identify who
1: the person that we're speaking to is. And I, I think that I, it's one of those things that like I've learned and I just, you know, I get that like sort of cringe whenever I hear who's who's your ideal client. Everyone is an ideal client. It's like you can have all of the bad ones that we have gotten over the years by not identifying. And it's so true because if you identify exactly who you want to speak to and you can speak their language, it makes the conversation, the relationship so much better. And you can also focus. Your attention on better serving them, and the you know one of my favorite examples is all of our technicians have certifications in cybersecurity from the AICPA. Now, mm-hmm. to a lawyer, that means nothing. To a doctor, that means nothing. To any industry, for the most part, other than the accounting industry, there what's the AICPA? I don't even. But when right. we when we say that to an accountant, though, that's a huge. In, in whether or not it's a selling point, it's something that resonates with that person in particular, which lets them know we are on the same page, we speak the same language, and here is something in particular that doesn't appeal to the masses, but definitely appeals to the people that we've identified. And it it really, you know, just going through that journey of stopping being everything to everyone and going deep with a particular type of client that you work with makes it actually makes things easier, right? Because you're seeing the same obstacles and issues over and over and over, as opposed to, you know, with, with our lawyer clients and title company clients and plumbers, and, you know, everybody's got, and it's not that we can't service them, right? It's, you know, our client can be anybody. It's not like we it's impossible for us to work with a different industry. Like we've been generalists, but when you specialize, it changes so many pieces of the customer journey, the value that you can bring, every piece of it actually is better, except for if someone comes to you that's that's like a C client. Mm-hmm. It's like I need to turn this down and nobody wants to turn it down. But the, the mindset change that I have that I kind of, to get people on board, McDonald's is always hiring, right? You could get a job for $8 an hour, $9 an hour flipping burgers until, you know, the, the robots take all those jobs. But for <laughs> now, anyway, you can get a minimum wage job and why wouldn't you take that job? It's more, but it takes up your time. And it's a big example that people understand, but if you do it in the micro of taking little bits here and there, those are your bad clients. Those are your bad jobs. Just people don't understand that not all clients
0: are good clients. Super powerful stuff there. And, and that that actually is a good segue to the second stage. So if you're writing this down you're taking notes, um, it's engage. You get people's attention, they they see you, right? And then you need to turn a look into a stare so people understand who you are, the value you provide, and the transformation. You know, you want to help someone who has a challenge, they have something that they desire, that's why they're even in the market, and you can help them get what they want. And as you were just uh, alluding to, Andrew, the more you can know who your client is and more than surface level and the deeper you can go there, the more value that you're gonna be able to really connect with that person and start speaking their language. For example, my business historically um, has been, you know, being able to help clients from all different backgrounds, um, being able to help with their, their marketing and their sales. In the past several years, we've really evolved to help more accountants, CPAs, bookkeepers, and other B2B service providers but really staying in that lane has really made a difference because we're looking at the numbers. We speak the same language. We're actually helping the clients become more profitable as well, but we're just playing a different instrument. So when we can understand the most common challenges that bookkeepers and accountants have CPAs and help them resolve it more quickly, then that is really going to, Differentiate from what they're getting right now, because a lot of um, internal marketing people are really great, but they always, they haven't been trained the holistic way of looking at a business and really making sure that everything is in alignment. A lot of marketing agencies are really good at executing tactical marketing, but again, they typically don't come in and help work out the more holistic approach to help a business achieve their goals. So by really understanding the your your client, their challenges and then communicating with them so they could see, hey, this person kind of knows what they're talking about. They're a little bit unique. I can really help them. Um, and they and they get me. that's that's really how you can um, differentiate yourself, turn a look into a stare, and seamlessly and subtly guide them to take the next step, which is subscribe, getting them to raise their hand. It is subscribe step number three, or is that just the end of step two? So that is number three. So you need to have a, a plan written out in your documented journey of how you're going to get awareness. They need to know you're there. If an accountant or CPA offers services in the middle of the woods and no one's around to see it, will anyone become a client? No. Then they need to know you're there. And then you need to have some form or fashion to really engage with them, right? Common mistake in a gauge talking too much tech, what you do, not talking about who you're doing aiming to do business with and what they're interested in, right? So then when you're engaging with people, you guide them to stage three about subscribe. This is a very commonly overlooked um, step. People, I'm seeing it online on social media. A lot of people are doing networking or they're doing social media. And they say, you know, if, if you're looking for an accountant or, you know, tax professional or somebody to help you out, call us and we can help you out. And what, what do you think the challenge is with an offer like that?
1: My guess is that the challenge is the only person that's going to buy are the small percentage of people that are in the market and it's not going to be in someone's mind three months down the road when they are in the market trying to remember something that they saw three months ago is my guess based on Sing. the research that I've done from you.
0: Boom. That is exactly it, <laughs> right? Hit the nail on the head. And I see it all the time. Uh, it, some, some really bright, savvy accountants and bookkeepers, they're putting out technical content that isn't really talking to their and customers' wants and, and desires, and then they're saying, "If you need if you need help, hire us." Now, typically, around one percent of the market may be actively looking for service, so you might pick up some clients that way. But more often than not, they're not in need that particular minute. They're maybe checking out their social media because they're in line or they're waiting on something, and they're just they're just checking some things out. And they didn't have the intent to, I want to call somebody right now and hire them. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't their intent. So subscribe is about putting an offer out there that provides a little bit of value, whether it's a download, uh, being able to watch a webinar or a video, uh, taking a small assessment that can provide some insights, something that gets someone's contact information so that you can continue the conversation give some immediate value and guide to the next step, which is for convert. Now, when we're talking about convert, this is not necessarily getting their business either. This is getting someone from from being interested to an action. So this may be scheduling a consultation. This could also be watching a webinar. Or making a small purchase, such as buying a book or an online training class or something that's a low-ticketed offer. But it's differentiating someone who's just, hey, I'm kind of interested in what you have to say, to now I'm actually taking action. And what, what do you think the benefit is, Andrew, about when, when you see someone taking that action? My...
1: Yes. And and this one I don't even have the well I, I remember in Kenny's book mentioning this, but when someone takes action, my guess on this would be that they have some momentum in the decision making process. And once they've this has been something that we've discovered, when someone has done business with us one time. Mm -hmm. That is going to drastically increase their chances of doing business with us a second time versus the percentage of people that have done business with us zero times converting into one time. Like the percentage is a lot smaller where it goes from zero to one. And then that percentage skyrockets from one to two, two to three, three to 10. And so on and so forth. Like the statistics are gigantic. So that's, that is my guess on that. And if not, you could
0: still take that for what it's worth. (laughs) Right. So it's, is you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Once again, man, he's, he's just driving him home. So if you have someone give you their contact information, this gives you the ability to perhaps continue to follow up. You could use some automated marketing systems, not to try to say, Hey, buy my stuff or hire me, but to provide value to build relationships so they can better understand who you are and that relationship moves forward. Okay. And then when they, if they're giving a little bit of time or a little bit of money that dramatically increases the likelihood of them doing business with you. It also sets up the opportunity to really move them to the next stage, which is stage number five, and this is the excite stage. Now, you're tuning in right now and you're thinking, excite stage, what is this? Chances are you might not have this documented. <laughs> Think about it, Andrew. How many times you have you worked with a potential service provider? You talk to them. They tell you what they do. They ask you what you want. And maybe they ask you to pay for it right then and there. Or maybe they send you a proposal. It's typically the case, right? Yeah, that's, that is typically the case. Now, can you think of a time maybe that you you had um, maybe a more exciting experience or you were kind of wowed when you were interacting with someone and, and you said, you know what? This is totally different. I see the total value that this can provide me. I'm excited about it. I'm, just, I'm juiced now because I'm not just seeing, oh, there's what it's gonna cost me. I now see the promised land and where it could take me.
1: Yeah. I've had a couple experiences where I've either had, say it was an audit of some type or some sort of assessment where I can see the pitfalls that I currently have. And then the vendor that I'm speaking with, they have the solution to the things that either I currently have that I don't want and I need to get rid of or the things that I don't have and they can get me to that spot. And a lot of times for us, it's not necessarily something that's just checking the box. It's something that's a lot more holistic. But what you were saying about people that don't excite, and this is actually the, the opposite side of the coin. There have been vendors that I needed them <laughs> a couple weeks down the road, mm-hmm. and there was no follow-up. There was no continued anything. And I'm looking through my emails. And this was, it was actually a couple months down the road because I couldn't remember the date that we had spoken. But mm-hmm. I knew the pricing. I knew everything about the product, except I couldn't recall what the person's name was that I spoke to or the company. And we ended up doing business with someone else because I literally didn't remember who it was that I was going to go with because they they solved my problem but they they didn't stand out but it was they had done everything right up to that point they identified what the issues that we were running into it was going to be a great value add for our clients it is a great value add for our clients and we're very happy with the other vendor that we landed on but I could have done I would have done business with the other company that sent me a proposal. I mean, they was, they did everything right, except as soon as they sent the proposal, they disappeared, and I forgot them when I actually was
0: ready to purchase from them. Oh my goodness! So, you know, continuing the follow up. Now, I'll I'll share with you um, the excite strategy that's been that's been working for me, and this is not looking to um, you know manipulate it's really aiming to be genuine and authentic, but really helping people see the value that you pr- can provide. So, you know, as a, an accountant that might offer advisory services, um, if someone just says, Hey, you want to start charging me, maybe multiples of what <laughs> I, I pay, maybe someone else. Um, I don't know if I'm, I want to do that. So if, if they're just looking at the cost, then that's going to be limiting. So, the process that I work is I've got, I offer prospects who who are business owners, um, accountants, CPAs, bookkeepers that are doing good now, and maybe they just wanna increase their profitability. And they could use a fresh perspective on their marketing and sales. They may have an internal marketing team. They could be doing it themselves. They may even have a marketing agency. But they're thinking, you know what? What if I could just improve even by a little bit here and there? what would that be for me? So say, let me give you an amplified breakthrough session. Okay, so an amplified breakthrough session, I ask some questions and I just look to explore some areas of opportunity. I put it into the profit growth calculator and I really assess where they're at in the five profit drivers of the business with leads, conversion rate, average number of transactions, average price per transactions and the uh, profit margin. We determine where they're at now. We evaluate some untapped opportunities, some blind sides, some bottlenecks, and then we calculate what that would be. And we say, all right, here's some things you can put into play. And this is what you can, uh, you can generate um, within a short amount of time without spending additional money, without taking on huge, big projects, but just making some adjustments in your business. And A lot of times we're able to find anywhere from 50 to several hundred thousand dollars that's right there in their business that they've just become oblivious of because they haven't had fresh eyes looking at all the different gaps and opportunities that were untapped. And so that's an excite factor. People leave seeing a new potential for the business. They have a paradigm shift and they actually see, this is how we can get this done. And then that sets up for the potential next step, number six, of ascension, gaining their actual business, getting them to work um, to work with me if they if they want to. I have a no pressure approach where I basically say, hey, look, here's some things you could do. You're welcome to take these ideas, you can implement them on your own. However, if if you do want some help with implementation, then uh, consider, you know, I'm I can we can have that conversation. But that changes the paradigm of how people have that experience. They're not seeing this is a cost. This is, you know, an effort that's going to be very time consuming. They're saying, wow, this is the transformation my business could have not only now, but also for the duration of the business, just by spending a little bit of the time and having that conversation.
1: And when you have that conversation, what has been your experience? Maybe if before you were implementing this and getting into the asking them to, to you know, retain you, work with you when you hadn't done the previous five steps. And I, I have a feeling most people, this is why the, the referral is such a great lead source and lead generation. It's not sustainable or that scalable or predictable. However, it's great because it gets to bypass. All right. of those. It is someone in the buying stage and they're shortcutting all of the trust equity that needs to be built and they're ready to purchase. And it's either you or someone else. And that's when you get proposals and price shopping and things, things of that nature. But the referral shortcuts right, right? All, all these things. So if you were going into a prospect cold without building any sort of relationship or nurturing in an industry that is Built on trust. I mean, in the accounting industry, I can't think of someone that you need to be very vulnerable and upfront with any more than that. I mean, IT is also very, very trust oriented because if we have, you know, credentials and access and things like that, you know, you've got to make sure that we have our stuff on super, super lockdown. So there's no issues there. So understanding. You know, I mean, and we're not dealing with social security numbers and, you know, 1040s and the <laughs> I, the information that you literally can just use to commit identity theft. You know, we're not necessarily in that. But when when you're dealing with something that involves a lot of trust and you've built it up over time, would you say it's easier to go into the closed and... And you know, I maybe we won't, we won't use close and like the right. negative connotation. It's the open. <laughs> yeah. Well, but starting the relationship, right? Where there there is a transaction of energy slash money in that in that world. Would you say it's easier once the relationship's been built, or is it better when it's cold and it's give me money?
0: Oh, it's 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 definitely better when the relationship is built and which is really the eighth stage of the value journey um, which is it still makes it can be very beneficial when you've identified who your ideal customer is and you let people know so they don't refer you a lot of b and c clients but only give me your friends that
1: are rich and low maintenance <laughs> if you've got scrub like brother in law just leave him away from me <laughs> thanks for
0: the so, yeah when, when you can say here's the type of businesses that i really could best help um these are su- some success stories and people can understand that they're more likely to number one connect that in their mind and um and they're more likely to be able to make those introductions so stepping back a bit to ascend um, this stage six right so you're if you're an accountant or a cpa who's off offering advisory services and you're looking to get more customers we share the same thing i'm a marketing advisor uh not not as much a coach although it, you know you could kind of call me a coach um, not as much a, a marketing executor although I have the marketing and sales backgrounds. So it's it's kind of like, uh, you know, the advisor, um, a CPA might have those skills. It's a different sort of service that really helps to provide transformation and, and achieve different goals based on a different knowledge set. Anyway, so there's that parallel. So we have the same challenge. Now, here's a story of a, a client that I was working with CPA firm that offers CPA and financial and advisory services. And we talked about, you know, his customers, who are his A customers? Who is his best customers? He said, one of his best customers is an HVAC distributor. He said, man, if I could have more customers like that, that'd be amazing. And he was, he was considering on doing some some marketing for it. I was like, where, where are you gonna put the marketing? Um, he's like, oh, I'm gonna put some things on social media. I said, well, what if you could identify And go right to the source and really communicate to your ideal client. Hey, ideal client, you have these challenges. Here's the value I could provide. Here's what that looks like. And let them have that excite factor, right? So it's if you can show someone and have them have a paradigm shift where they go from, ah, I get it. I see the value that you can provide my business and it's transformational and it would be totally worth it. That's what I want. I want this result. You can help me get there. You've got a path and a proven process to get there. That's what I want. So when people could see that, that really guides people to take that next step. And so that's where that excite step is really guiding people to go and move forward because they see the promised land. (laughs) They see how you can really help people out. They understand they've had their different touch points with you. You didn't try to just sell them something because you have something to offer. You got to know them. You get to have a discussion with them. You got to share with them the value that you can provide and where you can take them to. So, um, when you're engaging with someone that is the different steps, we didn't really go over step seven, which is advocates or step eight, which is promoter. But, um, I do have a guide that walks through all eight steps. Uh, if you go to growthamplifiers.com, that is a, a downloadable guide where you can get uh, that that pathway, and more importantly, you know how you can put that pathway into action to where you can generate predictable and scalable results, generating more ideal clients. Right. So when you systemize it. You can do it consistently, and it can become predictable and scalable. You don't need a lot of advertising, and it doesn't need to take a lot of time. It's very focused.
1: And the great thing about when you're focused and have the end goal in mind and that framework to follow is, you're right, it doesn't take a super long amount of time. Really, it's it's a matter of sitting down and just doing it. And, you know, we have some examples of marketing that we've done in our organization where the total amount of time that went into gigantic opportunities for our company, 10-ish hours. So, I mean, it's not nothing. At the same time, if you could tell someone, and this is, you know, me telling on myself, essentially, it's like, Andrew, you spent 10 hours on this one thing and look at the results it gets. If you dedicate 10 hours every single week, and at the end of the year, you have 52 of these things that are all getting similar results to the first one that you did. And I mean, marketing, you know, it's constantly broken, guess and check. But doing that and setting aside time for those things that, you know, 10 hours for something that produces six figures year over year, you know, if when I say it out loud, it's like, you know, I should just stop talking to anybody else in the company and just only do that. And really, I mean... You know, the impact. It's thousands of dollars per hour on things that are on autopilot now because we have the systems all set up, the relationship gets nurtured, the touch points are already set out. You don't have to think about it. You just show up, click, have a conversation with someone, and they they are already into it. And it's crazy to see it in action. And it's not just a woo-woo, like, oh, I read this in a book and you know, check out the you buy this click funnel, and now you're going to just be an entrepreneur on the beach making money. But, you know, there's time and energy that goes into it. It needs to be thought out. It can't just be whatever. It does need to provide value. But when you can provide value to a specific person that is looking for a specific type of value, it all just makes sense. You could think of Give rapport, people in your neighborhood, right? You all are in a, around the same socioeconomic, you know, most of you look and act similar in some capacity. I mean, everybody's next door neighbor is crazy, but, you know, the other people in the neighborhood, you know, we're in sort of the same realm. Now, if you took that and went to, and I'm just going to, you know, blanket statement of, you know, you go to like gang torn, downtown Baltimore, you're going to have a different relationship with the neighbors than you would in West Palm Beach on the island where every house is a minimum of $10 million. So the conversations that you have, the the similarities that you have with the people in your area, you won't be able to have the same conversations in both communities. It would need to be tailored to where you're at. So if you choose the neighborhood that you're in or the pool that you, the pond that you are fishing in, what you're trying to accomplish You can also build relationships with people that are in that same place, be able to cross promote, cross reference. And at the end of the day, the clients are just getting bombarded with value that they didn't have to do anything for. But you can't do that when you are everything to everyone because it doesn't. Work when you're everything to everyone, you're a commodity, and then everyone complains that their customers are all price shoppers and tire kickers, and, and the reason that happens is you told you taught them to to treat you that way. You are everything to everyone, and when there isn't a specific need, you know everyone that's gone to medical school. You can have a general practitioner or a brain surgeon, and if you've got a cough, you could go to a brain surgeon. It's probably not the best fit but they could probably guide you in the right direction. But the general practitioner financially would make sense and it would cost less, but you have a brain tumor. You're not thinking, you know, I could probably get a better deal from this general practitioner. They all went to medical school. It's all the same. You know, so you, you get to solve that very specific problem. You get to solve that problem over and over and over. So you become better at it and you provide more value and a better experience for the client that you can repeat over and over because You've set parameters on what a good client is, what a good client looks like, and you know how to best service that particular thing. And it's such a great takeaway. And I, you know, Kenny, I appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your experience and you know hopefully some people got insight as you mentioned go to growthamplifiers.com get the download and we'll have links to it in the show notes and anywhere else where people can go to connect and support with you Kenny um
0: yes you can go to growthamplifiers.com as um Andrew was mentioning and kennyharper.rocks is my personal website just one one thing i wanted to throw out there so you mentioned, you know, sometimes you have to turn that cold audience, and and guide that person to the next step, right? And so, if you're thinking about you need to get more advisory clients, um, it's being able to put out an offer that provides immediate value to them, and they can get value out of it, even if they don't necessarily do business with them, because it's building relationship. So, you you need to try to have them see that there's a way that you can help them out. Regardless, if they can see the need or not. So, if you're, if even if you're not necessarily looking to get more clients because you're very busy, if you're looking to become more profitable, and maybe have better retention, or get more referrals, or increase the lifetime value of a customer, I invite you to go to growthamplifiers.com, download your free guide, and if you'd like, I do offer the complimentary breakthrough session where I'll do the customer value journey assessment. Help you see some bottlenecks and missed opportunities, untapped opportunities in your business, and I'll send you a free copy of my book, Amplified Business Breakthroughs, just for taking the time to connect. There's no pressure, and this gives me the opportunity to serve my mission to help businesses amplify their business.
1: Such a great thing, and like I am a a walking testimonial on even the short amount of time that that we've. Done work in a collaborative way. Kenny, it it it, it's it's almost aggravating (laughs) how simple some of the things that he points out are. Where it's just like, well, you know, you could do this, and wouldn't that wouldn't that increase the bottom line? It's like, yeah, but it's like, well, I guess I'll try it, and it's like it works the next day, and it's like, oh, I guess (laughs) I guess that really. You know, having a fresh set of eyes is always a great thing and it can really help any business. Kenny, thank you so much for being on the show. And as thank always, you. if you enjoyed the show, please comment, like, subscribe, get the uh, communication started with myself. If you have any guests that you would think would be great, for adding value to the accounting industry. I'd love to be connected with them. And as always, if you are looking to see if your accounting firm is checking all the boxes that the IRS, the AICPA, the FTC, and all the other fun regulatory agencies are looking for, we offer complimentary IT audits. You could go to rushtech.online slash podcast to learn more. And Kenny Harper, thank you so much for being on the Tech Talk for Accountant
0: show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and keep on amplifying. Thank you for listening to the Tech Talk for Accountant Show. Be sure to subscribe if you like the show. And remember, if you would like a complimentary IT audit of your business, go to rushtech.online/podcast to schedule a time with a certified technician who can look over your current IT systems and make recommendations on how to make sure you and your clients are safe.